Hi, my name is Ashley Otero, and you're listening to the Astrologic Yogi Podcast. You can find the show at the Astrologic Yogi Podcast on Facebook. And for more information about subscribing to the show, uh, just visit the Astrologic Yogi Podcast Facebook page, and you can subscribe by liking that page, and you will receive updates. And uh, later on, I'm going to be sharing information about the website that I'm working on currently for the Astrologic Yogi Podcast, so that you can subscribe straight through the website, and you can get information updated straight from there. Uh, Today is Saturday, June 20th, 2015, and it is approximately 2.31 p.m. here in South Florida, and this is the second episode of the show. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about what it's like to go to an astrological conference since I recently went to one last month, and I know that a lot of people might be interested in what that entails and what it's like, and I also know that some people probably have no clue that such a thing exists and they might be attracted to actually going to one if they were aware of this. Uh, My recent trip last month to my first astrological conference up in Washington, which is called NORWAC, uh, the the Northwest Astrological Conference, uh, it was really nice. It was a very last minute trip And it wasn't planned at all. Uh, When I found out, I had won a scholarship from AFAN, which is the Association for Astrological Networking. I had applied to this scholarship just before the deadline and figured that there was very little chance of me being awarded this year. But to my pleasant surprise, I received an email from the association letting me know that I had won this full scholarship to go towards my expenses um, towards any astrological conference of my choice for this year. And I was really excited, not only for the association recognizing me and being so generous to grant me this award, but also because without this scholarship, I would not have been able to go to such a conference since it requires traveling and several other expenses that are typically high for someone still in their 20s and working on their career. I actually received the scholarship a day before Mercury officially went retrograde, and a couple of days later, I was planning my trip to go to the conference. Uh, So for those of you who aren't yet familiar with what Mercury retrograde means, I will be talking, uh, I'll, I'll be taking some time to dedicate a full episode to this topic like it deserves, but for now you can think of this as a three-week period that occurs three times a year when Mercury's orbit slows down so much that it appears to be moving backwards due to this optical illusion from our perspective here on Earth and its motion. So most astrologers like to use the analogy of driving on the highway, where the car that's faster and passes you makes it look like you're moving backwards. So this is where we get the term retrograde from. Astrologically, this apparent retrograde motion is usually associated with delays in communication, miscommunication, and mishaps with anything related to the things that Mercury represents, which includes uh, communication, which is both written and spoken, contracts, transportation, transmission of messages such as mail or email, mental work and the way that we process information, and technology. Typically, 
astrologers, including myself, advise not to initiate anything that is meant to be permanent at this time, as circumstances often change after the retrograde uh, period. For example, we often suggest not to sign any contracts or legal agreements during a Mercury retrograde, as something may need to be adjusted or reevaluated later, which won't become apparent until after the retrograde period has ended. So you can imagine that Mercury retrograde often gets this somewhat bad rep among even the public population that has heard of this period. But what tends to bother some astrologers, or maybe I should just speak for myself, um, including myself, is when Mercury retrograde gets blown out of proportion and it seems that people often blame every mishap that occurs during these times of Mercury retrograde. Now, certainly these kinds of things do happen during Mercury retrograde, just as they happen when Mercury is not retrograde, but Mercury retrograde is not meant to be an ominous time. It's actually perceived as more of an ideal time to meditate or turn communication inwards and to be more aware of inner dialogue. It's a time when we might be viewing things or thinking about things differently, and so we're encouraged to work with our mental habits and maybe self-talk in order to experiment or modify certain perspectives. And it's a good time for exercising discernment and perhaps analyzing what information you already have and what might need to be discarded while you're determining what's useful. So this experience gave me an interesting experience of Mercury retrograde since I've somewhat stressed to some in the past that Mercury retrograde is not necessarily the cause of all these mishaps, but rather a correlation. It's that time of year, again, when we are to take part of the mental activities that I just mentioned. The sky and the earth are like a mirror. As above, so below, is what you've probably heard. So, from my point of view, like many other astrologers, astrology astrology simply notices the synchronicity between the celestial objects and space and earthly events. So, while I was booking my plane tickets and hotel, there was a lot of back and forth as I was a little careless or less thoughtful and made a mistake on the date for my return flight, which required me to call back half an hour later when I realized and pay an extra $100 for the ticket to make sure I came home on time versus a week later. Uh, The same thing kind of happened with my hotel as I accidentally booked a hotel that was further away from where it was supposed to be. Um, Anyway, so that was one of my experiences. And while traveling to Washington, both of my flights ended up being delayed so that I didn't get in until... 1 a.m. local time, uh, I didn't get to my hotel until 1 a.m. local time, which is 4 a.m. here in South Florida. So it's fair to say that I experienced several delays and haven't probably never experienced, or that I can recall since I've been aware of Mercury retrograde, I've never experienced a Mercury retrograde so strongly. So it was almost comical because of my stressing on people blaming things on Mercury retrograde that I experienced this way. Uh, (laughs) But again, it's a better time to engage in some activities than others. 
However, when I was speaking about this to a good friend that I had made at the conference, he proposed that perhaps if we changed our inner dialogue to engage with Mercury as an entity vibrating with life, because everything vibrates, and this is something that, at least from perhaps a spiritual perspective or from, you know, maybe some new age groups, we would kind of associate this with some form of life. So if we were to engage with Mercury and change our expectations so that Mercury retrograde is actually a time where we are catching up and things are actually more progressive, maybe Mercury retrograde would begin to reflect something different than what it currently does. Maybe not, but I thought it was an interesting idea to entertain. So aside from all of this The conference was completely worth the investment. I met several interesting people and it really almost felt like I was being initiated into Hogwarts. There were mostly older generations of astrologers, but there was a fair amount of younger ones too with whom I got to talk to and, you know, get to know a little bit. And I got to see what it was like actually in a virtual virtual reality world by a friend that I made uh, who's from Washington. And there were, I think, about three experiences, and I chose one which was traveling through the solar system, and it was my first experience of virtual reality, but it was really, really cool. It was awesome. And I can't wait to see where his work goes with that. We talked a little bit about possibly, you know, Uh, mixing astrology into that, not just the astronomy and seeing where that might go. And I think he's, you know, got plenty of good ideas with that. So I can't wait to see where that goes. And I'll be sharing more about that once I hear about it. So you can look forward to that too. And I also got to meet my teacher of traditional astrology, Chris Brennan, in person, which was exciting because I had only known him through online sources up until then. And I got to meet Rob Hand. So if you don't know who this is, he is one of the most famous astrologers in the world, if not the most famous astrologer. Um, He's world-renowned. And I never thought that I'd have a chance to meet him in person. And um, if you've never heard of his work and you're interested in studying astrology or learning more about it, or you have certain questions about it, I'd refer you to read some of his material, too, because uh, he's got, he's just really great at, uh, he's really great at explaining a lot of things and answering a lot of questions that people have, and certainly did for me when I first started studying astrology. Um, He's, of course, he's probably famous a lot for his work called Planets and Transits, um, which probably every... Uh, working astrologer owns a copy of and he's I've heard working on creating another copy or um, an updated copy so that's something that will be something to look forward to in the future as well Um, the conference had about 300 attendees this year and probably a third of them were new so it was like 
I remember hearing someone say something like 90, but then maybe someone said something around 120 later on. So there are quite a few new people at this conference. And it was set up so that you could choose a number of different lectures throughout the three days. And then there were common lectures that everyone would be present for, as well as individual extra courses that you could take with astrologers that you wanted to learn from or hear from, hear them talk about certain topics. I actually went with my teacher, Chris Brennan, who had one the first day in the morning, and uh, that's when I realized that Rob Han was there. I mean, I knew he was going to be there, but I didn't realize that he was going to be in that same course that I was in, and that was just awesome that he was sitting, like, just a few seats away from me, and it was pretty, like, wow, if you're you know, an astro geek like someone like me, then you're like, oh my god, Rob Hand is sitting right there. <laughs> so, um, there were a lot of interesting lectures that I appreciated and a lot of talk about Saturn's ingress and travel through Sagittarius, which first happened December 23rd, 2014, and it'll be going on until December 2017 before it moves into Capricorn. So just last week, Saturn moved back into Scorpio, and it will be there until September this year, wrapping up some old themes, especially for those going through their Saturn return now uh, for Saturn and Scorpio, because, of course, those who have Saturn in Sagittarius are also experiencing their first Saturn return, even though Saturn has retrograded back into Scorpio at this time that uh, Saturn in Sagittarius transit is still in effect for people with Saturn in Sagittarius. But uh, So some of these themes of Saturn in Scorpio involve things of fear or anger, heavy emotions, but these are all part of, uh, these are all just a natural part of drastic transformation, which is what Scorpio is about, transformation, um, renewal, throwing out the old and resurrecting basically a new life, new form of some sort. So, of course, whatever area of life this affects will depend on what house Saturn is occupying while in Scorpio. And you can look up a free natal chart on astro.com to find out this information. If you don't already know your chart, uh, you can just pull up a free natal chart and you could see what how Saturn is transiting through at this time as it's in Scorpio. So a lot of discussion went on about the future of astrology and where the world is headed in the next 500 years as many things are changing. Most of this, of course, was speculation and looking at past trends, but it was all very interesting to me. This was the first time that I had, I had been surrounded by so many people, even walking by and hearing so many conversations about astrology like it was normal everyday talk. And this is why I felt like I was in Hogwarts. It was a truly special experience. After dinner, uh, we'd go to the lobby, the hotel lobby, and uh, we there were many astrologers there who would gather to chat and socialize, a lot of them older friends who have been to these this conference, I mean, for years or decades, and then, you know, some new people like me joining in on those conversations and those circles and getting 
to know people. And this would go on until the early hours of the morning before we would get up and start early the next day. So I think on the last day, some of us were there till three something in the morning. <laughs> it was pretty late. And usually we would be starting at 9 a.m. every morning. Uh, anyone who's a student of astrology should take whatever chance they can get to attend any of these conferences. But if you could go to Norwalk, I mean, as your first one, as I've heard and as I've now seen, it's really amazing. It does make a world of a difference once you get to speak with other astrologers in person since astrology really is something that most the most astrologers study and practice in isolation unlike other academic fields where universities have groups and this you know typically helps with growth and promotes discussion among certain communities and promotes an interaction and astrology is very much a social science which make which makes it you know perfect for talking and discussing these things and while a lot of this happens online such as certain forums on Facebook it's completely different in person and you get to build relationships you get to form you know bonds with people that understand you to an extent that maybe someone else like your mom or your dad or someone that doesn't have this um, relationship with astrology you can build that with another person and it, it, it creates um, something really special and something that doesn't really leave with you. Uh, NORWAC, I was told, is one of the more interactive or maybe the larger conferences to go to. And for this reason, I chose this conference over others besides the fact that some had already passed this year. There's also a very large one that occurs once every four years that I was not previously aware of known as UAC, the United Astrology Conference. Apparently, this has about a thousand or more attendees each time. And I really look forward to attending this one if I can. And I believe the next one is next year in 2016, but I could be, I could be wrong. I could be way off. Um, so don't quote me on that. You might just want to look it up. Uh, if you're interested in any of the talks that some of the astrologers gave, you can buy recordings on the NORAC website. And I'll be posting a link to those on the Facebook post where I share this episode as well as um, on SoundCloud or wherever that it's posted that you can listen to it. And you can also look at some of the astrologers' websites, and you could probably find some of their lectures posted there for a fee that you can buy as like an MP3 recording. Another piece of news that I have before I wrap up the show is that I'll be offering astrology consultations at lowered prices through the summer in celebration of the summer solstice, which is coming up tomorrow. This will be the longest day of the year, and I'll see if I can possibly share another episode or a written post uh, about that soon, since it's seen as a particularly auspicious or powerful time of year. So I'll be offering... 60 to 75 minute recorded astrology consultations for $40. This is drastically lower than my original price of $100 per consultation, but I'm becoming more interested in making my services more accessible to more people. And I know that a lot of younger people 
don't have the same disposable income that some of my older clients might. So if you're interested in learning about your natal chart, more about yourself, more about possibly your spiritual life, or certain aspects about your life, or looking into the planetary weather, which we call transits, so where the planets are currently transiting at the time and throughout the year, and how they affect your chart, how they, how it, I mean, not affects, that's not the correct word I want to use, but how, um, what kinds of things you will be seeing in your life, themes and things to kind of be aware of, and maybe take advantage of, um, then just please send me a message or contact me through my website. Uh, my website is myastrology-horoscope.com and I'll put a link for that as well on the Facebook page. Uh, you can connect with me. There's actually a link saying connect on the bottom left-hand corner of the page and if you connect with me and you reach out and you want to get a reading or a consultation, uh, please let me know and we can set up an appointment and I can look over your chart and we'll, we'll talk and we'll talk about your chart and whatever questions you might have that I might be able to help you with. So if you enjoy the show, please give this a five-star rating on iTunes or Stitcher if you're listening to it on Stitcher or SoundCloud and share it with your friends on Facebook so that others can listen in and the show can continue to grow and become successful in sharing astrology with the general public and with perhaps people that are into astrology and maybe not uh, as familiar with it. So thank you for listening to the show again. If you have any questions or you have any feedback to give me, I'm very open to that. Any suggestions you might have possibly about future episodes, please let me know. And I look forward to the next episode. Until then, take care.